Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not used to pushing the buttons. <laughs> John's over there trying to multitask. This yeah, that's, watch. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, Colson does a great job <laughs> of making it look easy because I remember doing a lot of things that he does all by myself and it's not easy. So super grateful for Colson. He's not here this week. Um, he's in California on vacation. He's not on vacation. He's helping his uh, wife with the gathering, which oh, wow. is her full-time job. Um, she she kind of runs the the gathering, um, and they uh, they're in California. And I think there's there's some people from our church with them actually uh, helping out as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but they're um, they're doing. Uh, um, that good discipleship event, um, and he's trying to make sure that it's seamless and that she doesn't have a panic attack. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's there's moments in our wives' lives and and just in general that it's just good for us to be there and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, they do that for us every day. So <laughs> there's some real truth in that, isn't there? So I think I think that's. Uh, a fantastic opportunity for him. Um, we miss you, Colson. He's probably actually listening. He yeah, will probably actually listen. He's going to listen. I I guarantee it. Also missing today is Paul. Also missing today is Paul. Who I suspect will not will not listen. No, he won't listen. <laughs> I, I I had hopes when he was on uh, his sabbatical that he would listen. And okay, are we admitting a little bit of disappointment? I, I think so. I I think I felt. I that mean, too. you know, like Come I, on, man. just check in every once in a while. It's not like you have to listen to all of them, but you know, we miss you and. <laughs> Feels like and we weren't we weren't missed at all. <laughs> exactly, like that's that's Paul, big Captain FOMO, right? Yeah, no, no, he has none of that. <laughs> not not a shred of so FOMO. John, John, and I are are I think I think it'd be safe to say eaten up with FOMO. Yeah, like probably. I, I would say probably eaten up, with eaten it. up with it. Um, remember that? Remember the time I I didn't invite you to the movies? Yeah, that was that was pretty rough. I see, and it's to me, it's not even like my wife really has what I would say is like very much FOMO. Like she has a fear of missing out. Right. She wants to do okay, we're all the things. This, right. Which I, is not what we both have. Actually. No, no. Um, our, our like fear is of not being invited. FOLO. FOBLO. Fear of being left out. Yeah. Fear of being left out. Fear of FOBLO. Fear of being forgotten. Yes. Um, the reason the movie one was funny is because I texted John from the movie and said, Hey dude, why where are, are you? <laughs> and he's and like, like, what are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? I'd sent out several dozen invitations to people and somehow and, John and had not been on it. Again, it's one of those, like, it's a testament to Chris, like makes a new text chain for every movie that he goes to see <laughs> exactly and he's right. just remembering people, which I mean, I don't know how you do that, but, uh, um, apparently, I, apparently not with precision, not with perfection. precision, but <laughs> So I got I got left out, and mm. then I got accused of <laughs> not coming, of rejecting me. I'm feeling rejected by you not coming to the movies. Well, you didn't invite you me. You didn't invite movies. me. So who's the rejecter exactly. here? Well, good. At least I can feel good. Oh yeah, gotta shut the door. Keep out the devil. I was hearing like this weird echo behind me, and I couldn't get rid of it and then i was realizing oh the door's open the door's standing up. so uh in case there's a screaming child running through the halls here in a little bit we should close that door yep but uh yeah i mean uh the the fear of missing out 
is real. And in the, um, not, not in the same vein, um, but with, with some of that nostalgia that happens, um, when we start to think about all the times that we got, uh, left out, I just purchased for the church, a cassette to digital, uh, yeah, I don't know. Transfer, digital, not transfer, yeah, something. What do you call it? Copier? I don't know. Yep. Um, but it's this little thing that changes cassettes into a digital format because, believe it or not, we have cassettes sitting around this office that we have to get changed over. Does everybody remember cassettes? Uh, yeah, I do. Most They're of the people cassettes. on our, like, if you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably old enough to have handled a cassette. I'm just saying. Yep. I don't know. Does Mark listen to this? Mark probably doesn't listen to this. He's got. I don't know. He's got actual podcasts to listen to. That's that, that, that's that's a possibility. We there did may, have there a couple. Maybe some who do. Did have a couple people. Uh, no, it wasn't a couple people. Um, who was it? Um, it was Ken Lackner. Came up to us while we were stacking chairs on Wednesday. He was like, "Hey, I listened to the po- or listened to your podcast after all my other podcasts ran out last week." He's like, yeah. <laughs> he listened and listened well enough to make the joke back <laughs> to at make us. the joke. Yep. Um, so good. Well, there you go. Yep. Um, but yeah, so cassettes to digital, that's, that's a thing. And like it used to, I remember at one point, um, it used to be like you had to have this big box, um, that would have a cassette on one side and the tape on the other or not the tape, the cassette on one side and the CD on the other. And it would switch the, uh, the cassette to the CD. Um, and it was like, it was massive. It was, uh, Probably two feet by uh, one and a half feet, and then four, two feet by one, yeah, two feet by one and a half feet, and four inches tall. Yeah. Um. So big, big old thing. Literally, if you remember what a Walkman looks like, that's what this converter looks like now. Yep. So that's a little tech talk um, for all you tech listeners out there that are wondering about the gear that we have to purchase at the church. Yep crazy it is wild well there are the the reason we got them is because i have several tape cassette tapes that are sermons so i'm mm-hmm. i'm old enough to have sermons on cassette tape yeah they were recorded on cassette or recorded on cassette and after i would preach i mean the church, that was me that was probably 2005 <laughs> no it was in the, <laughs> not, in the 90s <laughs> yeah not oh quite. my gosh okay we got to talk about this because i am I am starting my womanary class this week on Judges and Ruth, which is super fun and exciting to get to do. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And that being said, I thought I was much more done with it before I reopened it this week. My memory was, oh, yeah, I got, to, I got that mostly done. Yeah, to be fair, you've taught on Ruth. And and, and taught judges. through Judges. Yeah, taught through Judges like here. You've, you've, you've done both of those. You have... A lot of, I would say, the material um, that you're going to be teaching over is significant. It's not like you're going to need to do a whole lot of, like, extra research. Right. But tying those things into two-hour lessons and putting a PowerPoint together. The the PowerPoint's really the hard part because, you know, you don't want to do a boring PowerPoint. No. Because if you're going to use PowerPoint, you have to do it well. And so that's, it just requires time. It's just time. Speaking it's of not, text that tech hard. that's hung in there, PowerPoint, man, <laughs> still kicking. How funny is that? I mean, way to go, Microsoft. That's right. Way to just 
plow to through. Just monopolize the, the the whole thing. I'm not gonna say they monopolized it. I wouldn't say they're the best option anymore. But Dad Gummit, they're still usable. It's the one I know. Okay, and well, and and a lot of people <laughs> know it, and it's not hard to learn. And even if you, and I think this is probably what's uh, kept them alive more than anything else is if you know how to use it. A lot of other softwares will take powerpoints yeah that's right um, and be able to use them because it's so like it's so usable and they used it everybody used it for so long and it was the top dog for so long that it just makes sense to keep using it and they've maintained that so yep hey well done that's right it's a good it's a good it's a good program for so sure. it just takes time what that means is i i need to you know we need to talk through the passage today a little to help me for the sermon sure so we're at First Peter three. I'm going to start with the song that is yeah. You 10, read 11, the 12. you read the song to end right um, or the psalm to end uh, last uh, last week. So you're going to start there. And it and it, there wasn't a ton there. It's I mean it was less than a page of notes that I mean it's I start a cut a little early. It's it's a great psalm, but it did it does feel a little bit like Peter's just filling part of the page i mean this is what i would do when i wanted my um essays to be <laughs> the, the, the right number of pages for the assignment i don't, I don't know if i would be quite that's that not judge. what he was doing <laughs> but that's i mean you know i like, think he's just inspired oh yeah to absolutely. show hey this this is where i got this stuff yeah not, it's not like i'm coming up with this off the top of my head look at what it says in psalm and the psalms and and the psalms make sense plus i really do think Again, it's so hard for us to connect to the emotions. Yeah. But I, I really do think Peter's kind of, he gets kind of emotional here. Well, and. He breaks into song. I, I want to remind you, like I I was making a joke there about him using this. This this is actually from Psalm 34, which if you don't know Psalm 34 off the top of your head, this is the taste and see Psalm. Right. Taste and see that the Lord is mm. good. Like you may not recognize these this part of the psalm. Right. But this I mean it's a very even even translated through Greek to English, you know, um it it's a strong uh yes. emotional passage. Um and or I I think can connect emotionally. What about you, Paul? Do you get emotional when you read Psalm 34? Oh, yeah, push, you're not push, here. Push the cricket button. I, yeah, if I knew, is it the purple one? No. I know it's not the purple one. Is it the purple one? It's the purple one. Wait, he pushed the purple one the other day, and I swear it had a different... I'm, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if they changed every time you turned it on. <laughs> I mean, just for the record, I don't think it's all <laughs> Colson, but... Well, there you go. Night and well, good, good job, man. I'm just saying... You got the cricket noises. Okay, so we're looking at that, and then we dive into a really famous section of mm-hmm. First Peter. And, and yeah. what's weird is it's really famous kind of because of one word. How weird is that? Um, so uh, we'll read through it real quick. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? That, that one's a little weird. We have to wrestle with the fact that because there are people out there to harm you if you're zealous for what is good. Yeah, I think he just means in in general, like it's the it's the I mean, in other passages in the Bible that I'm not able to 
give a reference for, so I'm so sorry. The like, there's no law against doing good. Romans 13, which you know, pretty sure more and more may not be the case. Well, and what's but. weird is it that wasn't the case when he was alive. Yeah, I think it just means in general. I do too. I don't. I, and I mean, of course, he's also. I mean, you're is he talking about the Jewish law too? And right. And what all law is he referencing and that right. kind of stuff? Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Yes. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. There's that gentleness and respect again. Yep. It, it's it's there a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame, for it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. You know what What you quoted a minute ago, maybe that was the fruit of the Spirit. Against such thing there is no law. Is that what you meant in mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Against such thing there is no law. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the, the Romans 13 government thing or the other one. Okay, so here's the deal. So, yeah, it's a... Even if you suffer for... So he says this first, who is there to harm you for zealous for what is good? It sounds like a rhetorical question. Well, nobody. But then verse 14 says, but if you suffer for doing what's good, like, oh, oh, that was wrong. That wasn't the rhetorical answer you were looking for. Yeah, Maybe somebody is the rhetorical answer. Generally, you're pretty safe when you're doing what's right. But you might suffer for it. If you're going to suffer, though, you want to suffer for doing what's good, yeah. not doing what's bad and we get the blessed there again notice the blessed even if you should suffer for righteousness sake you will be blessed like we talked a lot about blessed last sermon yeah i I like the next part have no fear of them nor be troubled this is like that's that was written for my wife interesting because she she gets troubled by people that uh well i do too but she gets troubled by people that uh like are doing wrong and or right. you know, have wronged her, and she's doing she's doing right, and they have wronged her, and I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah, right. you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Well, and this connects back to that wives' verse, yeah, absolutely, which talks about if you're, you know, if you're you are her daughters, if you do not fear what is frightening. Yeah, um, I I love that that Peter puts that in there that the clarification he doesn't say. If you don't fear those dumb things, you shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, stop stop being afraid of things you shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, it is very much so. No, no, those are those are things that are frightening. We're, yeah. we're all on the same page here. What made Sarah exceptional was that things that were frightening, she was not frightened of. Yeah, that's which is a, that's that's a cool testimony. When you're not frightened of things that are frightening, Sarah's a boss, man. mm Hmm. And had to put up with a less than awesome husband uh, he, at times. Yeah, he, and he, and called him Lord. I, I mean, if the patriarchs and Moses, is, Moses isn't considered a patriarch. He's he's just a separate thing. I don't. I don't yeah, I, yeah, I guess not. Um. Uh. But the patriarchs and Moses in um Hebrew Jewish culture are just revered. Oh yeah, and. To some points, it kind of feels a little bit blindly, um, because it's like, have you? Did you meet Jacob? Right. 
Like, and Isaac, man, like, and Abraham, they all were like seriously flawed. Yeah. Um, Moses as well. And a serious pattern of lying. Yeah. Lying was a pattern in their family. And they had fantastic, like, qualities about them as well. Like, faith Mm -hmm. that, like, got up and left with his entire family when that's just really hard to do. Yep. Um, to, to leave known places, um, and, and follow God is incredible. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, Jacob going back and facing Esau, that took incredible courage and faith that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. But like it, it does not take away from the fact that these guys were not, close to being perfect absolutely not even yeah there's that's one of the things you got to love about biblical heroes we talked about that as we went through daniel yeah was that what makes him such a strange biblical hero isn't isn't some flaw it's that his flaws aren't clearly revealed to us yeah where i think outside of christ pretty much every other is yeah who gets much press i mean there's not a lot for boaz there's not a whole lot for Joseph, even though there's a little bit for Joseph, I think. Oh yeah. But, but I think uh to, for just for someone to have like their whole book, their own book like that, and then to not have this obvious hey, here's when he broke all ten commandments in six months. Well, he did write it. <laughs> he he left he left that part out. I'm, uh, I'm not like <laughs> not calling his integrity into question. No, I not at all. Not Daniel. But he's no you know. 12 disciples who are like, you know what? We messed up all the time. (laughs) We never got it right. We never got this right. Or Samuel who loved to write about the judges and the kings and like, see, I think the, the disciples didn't have a choice though, because they were outed by Mark. um, (laughs) That's right. Before Before they they got to write their own version of it. Yes. Yeah. He was right. We messed up all the time, (laughs) but can we get back to Jesus? That's right. Anyway. So, I think I think there's some great stuff for us to unpack there and and I love I love the idea of talking through fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Too often I think that's handled poorly in the church. I don't know about you, but I grew up essentially being taught like I had I had pastors and teachers who would say things like when Jesus says, "Do not be anxious for anything." And then they would teach that as a command. Mm-hmm. Like, "Nope, Jesus commanded you not to be anxious." So stop Stop feeling anxiety. Yes, you need to stop it because yeah, you're sinning. You're you're you. You know what? That's disobedience. And and I I don't think that's what Jesus is doing there. I don't think that's a command. I think it's an invitation. I do. And so I think he's uh, just straight up yelling at us to stop. Stop, because <laughs> that helps anxious people a ton. I mean, it helps. It. it it helps me. I know. <laughs> I'm. I, that's all I need is for somebody to yell at me when I'm feeling anxiety. <laughs> So Which I, it's amazing how like my son gets like tongue tied, yeah, um, when he gets really anxious, and I'm like shaking. I'm trying not to yell at him. Yes, yeah. sometimes, and it's like that's so dumb. Right, I'm like stop That'll it. That'll help. That'll help. <laughs> Good job, Dad. <laughs> exactly. Yell louder. Yell louder. That'll make him stop stuttering. That's right. Oh my gosh, the, I, the beatings will be discontinued when yeah. morale improves. Y'all. <laughs> pray for me yeah it is a it's it is a and by the way just a side comment kids do that especially kids from tough places the fight flight freeze thing yeah they freeze at weird 
times and they make goofy faces because they don't know what to do. They, really they're, weird. They're times. like laughing or smiling at totally inappropriate times and that's, they're like, I do mean, not be disrespectful. And that's Micah to a T. Yeah. And Emma does that. She'll be, I'll realize when she starts smiling and it's like, it feels like she's just not taking you seriously. I've said that to him. Yeah, I've said I, that to his face. And, you're and, you're not taking this seriously. And, and maybe it, sometimes maybe that's the hard thing is sometimes maybe they're not taking you seriously, and sometimes they're just frozen in their brain. Yeah, their brain's just locked up. Man, it's tough. So here you go. Here's mm. instead the answer to not fearing or or not being troubled. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. the The solution isn't. Stop it. It is, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Step one. Step two, always being prepared to make a defense for anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that's in you. Step three, yet do it for you. It Do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience. And so you have this three-part response for how to, how you cannot be afraid of this, uh, of those moments. Because these are, these are people who are, going to be they could easily easily be put on trial yeah and and they all know they could die yeah now whether all of them did or not which always struck me as funny there was a uh, an anti-christian guy who came out a while you know years ago saying christians keep saying that you know that that they that, that the uh, christians were dying because of their beliefs and we don't we don't know that they were dying because of their beliefs and we don't know that because so many of them, you know, didn't die because or whatever, and like, okay, you don't have to actually die for your beliefs. You just have to be willing to die. So if yeah. if I know I'm going, I, I know that the police say we're we're going to kill you if you and pick A, and then you do A, even if they don't kill you, you clearly were w- risking death. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't understand that, but yeah. And then you get this famous word. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. And we'll, we will probably spend a lot of time on that phrase. You and won't? We will. Oh, I was like, I was like, that's. You're surprised. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's the word defense, which in the Greek, it, Greek is apologia. Yes. Which means, it's where we get the word apologetics. Yeah. One of the three headings of theology. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the witness Mm-hmm. See, and this is like I I love what the Bible calls us to in this, because um, even though it says like apologetics, like defense, it's a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Mm-hmm. All you're required to do, and this is like I, when I I get nervous in myself, um. When it comes to like the idea of being a witness, the idea of witnessing to people, what other right. ways can we say it? The, I mean, just sharing the gospel um, with people. I get I get a little nervous because I'm like I'm not going to know what to say. All you are asked to tell people in the Bible is what God did for you. Right. So you're. What the reason for your hope is. Yes, your your hope comes from what God did for you. And if you can tell people what he did for you, then you don't have to worry about everything else. Like, mm-hmm. just tell them what he did for you. Tell them what you were and what you are now because of the um, work that Christ is doing. And you tell them that that work is still going on. Like, right. tell them all of those things. But tell them that the hope is not in you and what you're doing. 
It's in who Christ is and tell right. them about Jesus. That's it. I mean, just tell them about Jesus. So the, the, uh, what, what I love is that, you know, you've got someone like Peter here using this terminology and the reason the defense of my hope is yeah. going to be different from the defense of your hope. Yeah. It's the same hope, one hope, yeah. one Lord, one faith, right? One baptism. But, but it's a, but the reason for it will be different between us. And so some people will go, man, this is, these are the, this is the rational argument for mine. Mm-hmm. And someone else will say, here's the experiential argument for my hope. Yeah. Or here's the, and so it's a, it's a great, I mean, the, the reason there, the word for the, you know what that one word is? The what? When it says. A reason uh, for the hope? Yeah. The, the word reason. Oh, no, I don't know that word. It's, it's logos. Oh, the word? The word. It is the where we get the word logic, I think, if I remember standing correctly. Yeah. Um, L-O-G-O on, logon in this situation. You know what? My Greek may be failing me. I'm pretty sure that's the same root. It's the same root. I mean. Uh, making sure I'm not missing something here. Noun, accusative, singular, masculine, a verbal noun of lego. So not logo. Uh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe it is. With senses corresponding to Lego 2 yeah. and 3 on the various... Yeah. Yeah, to speak, to tell, word, speech, etc. Reason, explanation. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Just for first... I want to second-guess wow. myself there for a second. It kind of made me nervous just for a second. No, it made me nervous too. I And the first <laughs> thing I clicked on did not look like it was doing that. But... um. I feel I feel comfortable now after looking at that, and I'll be digging that up before Sunday. But the the yeah, logon is from logos, the verbal noun of Lego. Lego, Lego, my ego. Lego. <laughs> Sorry, man, we are so. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So, and then uh, for and then hope is the uh, if I remember correctly, it is the it is the common. It's just a simple concept of hope, which you and I have debated before. To what we think exactly oh, yeah. is. <laughs> hey, are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, expectation, whether good or bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. I think that's that's not what I would have said. But but with a word that I would never use. I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting. L- L- this says this is look to look forward to with confidence. L- <clears throat> yeah. Not certainty. I, not I, certainty. <laughs> Let's let's we don't need to rehash. This, no, this, uh, but this holy again. cow, that was that was a staff meeting that y'all weren't there for. That <laughs> was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and so I I think this is one of those deals where, and I've I've talked about this. You know, we do a an apologetics yep. conference every year for the students and adults are always invited, mm-hmm. and we have that coming. It's actually coming up soon. Uh, I feel like it's in October. Me real quick. Let me look because for the handful of people who are who are listening, that would be, um, man, I thought it was in October. Maybe no, it's uh, November fifth. I think is correct. Um, what's that? I'm still running through it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least at least we hope that's going to happen. Oh my sorry. gosh! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and so the uh, because. What we've discovered over the years is that what we call apologetics, so let's break it down, um, doctrine or dogma is the conversation of theology between believers. Yes. 
So you and I debating what the definition of hope is, is doctrine or dogma. We, yeah. we are debating the scriptural understanding of a word that is used a lot between brothers, right? So even we can, we yeah. can pick a, a little minutia like that and debate about it. And sure. even if we come on different opinions of it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. Um, then there is, and that can be, that can actually be, I mean, that's what the church was yeah. doing I for mean, several hundred years in St. Councils. Nicholas punched a dude. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, just flattened him. We ref- Why did we reference that last night? Shoot. Uh, at the car- at cards last night we were playing and someone referenced I'm Nicholas. here to... And I did the... I'm, yeah, I'm here, here to give presents. Give, give presents and, and punch, punch heretics. And I'm, and I'm all, all out of presents. presents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It is a great one. Keeling wears that shirt. Um, uh, but... So it, the the that's doctrine. You can yeah, and you can have like foundational yes. arguments of doctrine and dogma that's right. between Christians, but that's between Christians, right? So it doesn't make any sense to have a dogma or doctrine conversation with a believer, non-believer, right? Unless they ask it, unless they want to have that, con- unless they ask those questions. But arguing that is is fruitless. Fruitless. That's right. Telling them what we believe is not fruitless. Right. Arguing with them about what we believe is probably fruitless. That's right. I, I've I've never, um, unless somebody is merely asking for an explanation. Why do you guys do this? Yeah. That's fine. Or why do you believe this? Totally fine. But but apologetics conversations well, and, are about the hope that's in us. And anytime they ask why. <laughs> Sure. That's probably going to go to apologetics. It will. Pretty fast. And and that's the goal for us as believers in a conversation with a non-believer is to bring the attention to the hope that is within us. Yes. Is to say, well, here's why I have hope. Here's why I um, have confidence. This is the this is the reason, and here's the reason for it. And so when people ask me last year, and a couple of times I've gotten to teach, and, and I talk about um, the crucifixion, yeah. And the resurrection. That's yeah. that is one of my big and and really even more than that, how the apostles behaved afterwards, before and after. Right. And so for me, that when I have those moments of of doubt or right. questioning or whatever, that's when I go back to that that topic and I say, okay, no, this is this is still sound. Yeah. This is right. This is a reason I can hold on to my hope in the midst of doubt. This is the reason I can hold on to my faith, even though yeah. I have questions. And um, and you have questions. Yes. Like, that's huge. Anyway, yeah, good. absolutely. Um, and so, for different people, that answer is going to be different. different, obviously. But they, so apologetics is a theology conversation between a believer, between a believer and an unbeliever. So, what, how much time have we... As well as you and I could probably thirty one. Okay, cool. So that's going to be. I don't. I don't know exactly how I'm going to unpack that on Sunday, but that's going to be obviously a focus. Is what that each each of us. And what's what's funny is apologetics. Even though it's a conversation between a believer and an unbeliever, the preparation for apologetics. What I've found over the years is actually most encouraging for believers. When you sit down, like oh, like absolutely. William that's William, why Bonhoeffer said that. Right. It's the it's the word of uh, Christ in the mouth of your brother, right? And it's just I it's so encouraging every time you get to hear it. If you if you're apologetics person, I'm a huge fan of William Lane Craig yep. as an apologist. He's a philosopher and a theologian. Mm-hmm. Do you know he's writing a theology textbook right now? His Summa Theologica. No, I didn't know that. Man, is he going to make people angry? Um, but 
he's a philosopher. He's originally a philosopher in training, and so he's writing a, 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 a textbook of philosophical theology. Why is he going to make people angry? Oh, because he doesn't. He, there, there are some key tenets that he doesn't agree with, even common, not, not doctrinal questions, but common viewpoints on things. Um, but we're not talking. Sure. We're talking about the springs and the trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, but I'm a huge fan of him. And like, for example, God's relationship to time is one of the ones that a lot of people get mad about his teaching on God's relationship to time. Yeah, that's because um, it's not the traditional teaching on God's relationship with time. Anytime it's something like that, I'm like, yeah, I think we should probably just be okay with none of us knowing. <laughs> right. And if this guy's got a different opinion. That's awesome. That's right. Let's exactly. listen to that. Let's hear, and if see what, let's hear if he seems more right than the rest of us. Yeah. Because golly, we, he may don't, be right. don't get ugly about stuff like that. It, it is sad. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's great. It's a great series or a great section of this. It may be. We'll see. It may be a little less. I don't know. Punch in the gut type of feeling, like some of the weeks have been, and less gut level. This may be more head level, but it may not. I don't know. I've again. I've I've only got a few pages done and. All I would say about that is my like my reason for um the hope uh that I have is is uh very much a gut level thing. Right. It's like, oh that's who I was. Right. And this is who you are and who you're making me to be. Mm. And every day that I get to see some little victory every day that I don't um, immediately fall to the uh, trappings or the, the, you know, false God right. that I used to worship is more evidence that right. he's changing me, that he is able to do something in me that I can't do myself. And that's, that's pretty fantastic. Right. I don't know why we worship and mm. yep very good big fan all right um yeah we we hope that you're encouraged and we'll see you on sunday should have a